I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. All right, so Linda, you and I have been in the midst of putting together our step parent, step family course. And so we decided to create essentially a season of Co Parent Academy where we're dealing with step parenting issues. Right. And in keeping with that, our very first one that we're going to do is I read a post where we found a lady asking for advice about becoming a stepmom. Right. She says that she is 34 and her boyfriend's also 34 and has 50-50 custody of his daughter, who is a a five-year-old little girl. And she says, I'm reasonably good with children, but I haven't spent that much one-on-one time with them, especially as a parental figure. Generally, in situations when his daughter is around, I want to act in a way that is best for the greater good of everyone, but in the short term and the long term, but it's not always obvious what this is. So I think basically I'm like, I'm a stepmom now. This is important. What's the best thing to do? I know I am doing fine. That sounds like she knows that. But just wondering how the rest of you sort of settled into a parental role in this significant change in identity, if you have any advice about it. I enjoy spending time with kids, but I've never felt particularly maternal. Well, first, she seems to be coming at this with just the right basic attitude, which is great. She seems to have great intentions. A little concerned that she is thinking about becoming a stepmom and they're not married yet. Right. So I would prefer if that weren't the case, if she weren't sort of jumping into thinking about being a stepmother before she's a spouse. She doesn't say how long they've been dating, but yes, I, I worry about that. And especially if she's too um, gung-ho about it with the little girl, maybe if their relationship doesn't last, this will be one of those situations where the child is really hurt because she's no longer there. Right. And because transitions are rough on kids. Yes. And the one of the things that we try to do is to reduce the number of transitions that children have to go through. And that's one of the reasons why we try not to have people introduce significant others before even a year, right. because it just increases the risk of having a series of transitions that are just completely unnecessary from the kid's right. perspective. Um, okay. So she is concerned because she's reasonably good with kids, but hasn't spent much time with them one-on-one, especially as a parental figure. And that also jumps out at me. Right. Because in the beginning of her step-parent relationship, when she becomes one, we don't really want her in a parental To role. see herself as that. Right. What, what would be better for her to be seeing herself as? Well, I think you really just need to be uh, a pleasant, interested in the child adult that um, doesn't really, you know, overly rub the child one way or the other, just as you, you just enter as someone who's interested in getting to know them, maybe eventually more like an aunt or an uncle or you know, somebody like that, that you can just be, you know, interested in, have fun with, but not feel overly like you are seeing your other parent being replaced by this person. You know? Right. 
And, you know, in doing the research for our subparent course, one of the academics with whom we were particularly impressed was Dr. Patricia Papernow. And she talks about the idea that you're going to have insiders and outsiders when we start these new relationships. Right. And those are relationships that are just formed on history. It's just a matter of fact. So in this case, this, uh, the girlfriend of the biological father is an outsider to all of the history that right. the father has with the daughter and that the daughter has with her actual biological mother. And that's a really tough role for this lady to be coming into. Because she is the outsider. She doesn't know all the scrapes and bruises and good times and bad times and favorite movies and favorite songs, favorite meals that this daughter has. And it takes time to experience those things. Right. And so, it's not like just filling out a checklist and right. saying, okay, now I know this, this child. It's way more complicated than that. Right. And so that's why for the first several years of a subparent relationship, what's best is to just to spend time building common history together. And before you have that common history built, then you shouldn't really be thinking at all about taking on a parental role. Right. And then by the time you do perhaps take that on, again, it's still in the boyfriend-girlfriend department. But then by the time you do take that on, both sides will probably be more prepared for it. Right. And hopefully dad the boyfriend in this situation isn't trying to force on the girlfriend any uh, parental role. Hopefully he's not making her feel like she's failing in some way. If she's not being a second mother to his daughter, it's just super unfair if he's taking that position. And sometimes I think having been a woman in this role, um, you're you're also thinking, well, I'm going to really impress him by what I know how to do with children. Or um, if his daughter comes to like me or love me, then it'll really almost cement the relationship like we've talked about um, in our step-parenting uh, course in terms of you know, having a baby together, cementing the relationship. But, you know, if his child... Um, falls in love with me like he is, then that should make our relationship even stronger. Right. So one thing that they certainly need to have, if she's thinking about becoming a stepmom, is she and her boyfriend need to have a really honest conversation about expectations and boundaries and whose roles are what. And if dad thinks by getting remarried that he is getting someone who's going to take some of the parenting load off of himself, right? then he needs to readjust his expectations for this relationship. But many times, I think, and and you can speak to this since you're the guy here, um, it seems like a lot of times the dads or the men in a relationship um, abdicate those roles pretty quickly to a woman in their life, you know, even if, for example, the dad has moved in with his parents for a while in the transitional time when they can't afford to pay, you know, the house payment in two places or something. They um, abdicate a lot of that role to their mother or, you know, a sister that might also be living close or something. And um, so they, they really quickly make it known that they would like that 
And so then sometimes a new girlfriend to that situation may think that that's expected or may want to really, once again, please him by taking those things on and maybe even more so than is expected. Right. And I mean, that's exactly correct that men tend to do that. And part of it is, you know, when you first have kids, your spouse, your wife has a much greater connection to that child because she's carried the child for at least nine months, hopefully. (laughs) And uh, it takes you some time to sort of get caught up. You don't have the same biological imperative that your wife has or the mother of the child has. And you probably, you know, if she's breastfeeding, uh, it doesn't make sense for you both to be sitting up right. all night. I mean, I remember when our son was an infant, we brought in someone to help give us some advice and make sure that we were doing things right. And one of the things that she said, and I was, uh, I was in law school at the time, I'm working full time. And she instructed me that whenever my wife uh, woke up to feed our son, that I should go downstairs and maybe get her a drink and julienne some vegetables for her was exactly what she told me. And uh, Rebecca and I both looked at each other and we're like, I don't see how that's going to work because he's got a, he's going to get up at six to go to work and he'll be back from law school in the evening at like 11. So we're not sure when that's going to happen. Right. So the way that you situate your life when you have an infant is very often geared towards the mother quickly gaining exponentially greater experience with being a parent. This is true. And then if you're in a separation and you're going to move in with maybe your parents because you can't afford two places, your mother typically has much greater experience caring for a child than you do. And even if the man wants to take on more of that role, then very often it is going to lead to conflict because you're disagreeing on how to do it. And neither one of you may be right or wrong, but it's just different. No, children actually do tell me about that. That, oh, yeah. that it's and and funny enough, they they see that as okay. Dad's mother is telling him what to do, right? And so dad is no longer the person in charge of the household, but right. his, his mother is telling him what to do now. Right, and that's a really delicate balance it to is. try to strike. Right. And so some, and I'm going to be real transparent. A lot of guys just don't care. Some guys right. don't want that role whatsoever. Right. But even the guys who do may honestly assess their skills as inferior to the mother's skills. And And, and the guy may appreciate his mother's cooking a whole lot and be kind of happy to have it again. Right. And so why not let her, you know, she loves doing it. I love eating it. My kids are going to love it, you know, and the children hopefully already have a good bond with the grandmother as well. And so. So there are lots of reasons why that happens. And that's why I said earlier that if dad is expecting girlfriend to take on that role, it's just super unfair of him to do because that's his job and abdicating it to this girlfriend is the wrong answer. And it's not in the daughter's best interest. So really what she needs to focus on is to be a kind, available person to meet this daughter on her own level at her own interests not trying to force interests on her, not trying to force right. affection from her, right. not forcing her to give her a hug if daughter doesn't oh, want to no. give her a hug or call her by mom, oh, no. heaven forbid, or, or anything else. 
and just allow that relationship to grow as naturally as possible over time without forcing it. And before she knows it, then she's going to start getting some of that emotion that I think she probably would like to see. And when she's saying that whenever the daughter is around in those situations, she wants to act in a way that's best for the greater good of everyone. It's important that she realize that um, the less she acts like a girlfriend, you know, with all those affectionate things happening and so right. forth, the better off she is too uh, in the short term and the long term, as she said. And that's a real tough place. That's another reason why you don't want to introduce a romantic partner too early. Because every, or almost every, I would imagine, romantic couple, when you first get together, you're kind of disgusting. Yes. You're kissing and touching. And you're way more and, obvious than you think you are. Right. And just, and just all the time. Right. I mean, just ask your friends. They're probably uh-huh. annoyed by you, too. Yes. And so getting let yourself get past that stage before you introduce that relationship right. to a child is probably better. Right. At least you've tamed it down a little bit. And... One of the difficulties is, is that if your relationship is too new and you're trying to graft it on to the parent-child relationship, then your relationship with your romantic partner isn't mature enough to be able to handle the rejections that are going to be inherent in trying to incorporate children into a step-family dynamic. I love that analogy of a graft because that graft just may fail if that's the case. Exactly. Right. Sometimes it just doesn't take. And if you are constantly getting rebuffed, you know, if this five-year-old daughter, you know, you make her what you think is her favorite cookie because your dad says that's her favorite cookie. You make it for her. And she says, oh, yuck, it doesn't taste like when mommy makes it. Oh, yeah. Then you could wind up as the girlfriend feeling really rejected. Right. And you're going to seek comfort right. from your boyfriend, the child's father that it would be inappropriate for him to comfort you in front of the child in that circumstance, because right. then you're making the child, the outsider right. and the girlfriend, the insider, right. which may be better for the girlfriend, but it's not better for the daughter. And the daughter will fight that. It will come back to bite the girlfriend. Right. Right. She'll resent that. Right. And then she'll be disobedient. She'll act out. She'll right. say, you're not my mother. You right. can't tell me what to do. Right. And so there are just so many pitfalls that you can run into by trying to force that relationship too soon. And it really is a case of everybody slowing down and, you know, this girlfriend being fair to herself, having clear expectations, clear communication, and just realizing that she has to take it super slow and she's not going to be this child's mother. I love her choice of words here too with, uh, she's wondering how the rest of you settled into a parental role. You know, that, takes a lot of gears. Our, our research that we're uh, reading about the, the step parenting role is, you know, it takes six or seven years to really kind of settle in. Right. So we're not nearly there yet. I don't think in this relationship. Right. Exactly. And it's interesting. She says settle into parental role slash the significant change in identity. And it's, so she really shouldn't be changing her identity yeah. right now. It's not like a, 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 you take off one sash and put another one on or something, you know, that, right. that girlfriend versus stepmom. Right, exactly. And the more that she can get it out of her head that she should have to carry out this change in identity or, or bear this parental role, the happier she's going to be. Right. 
and the better chance of success a relationship has because it won't have the buildup of resentment. And if dad wants her to take on that role and is going to expect her to do those things that aren't best for her or the daughter, then it's better that she learns that sooner than later so she can extricate herself from an unhealthy relationship. Right. And so many times, like we've said before, you really have to have that communication in order to know what your expectations are of each other, you know, and what might, um, you know, perhaps this young lady was a child of divorce herself, and she may have some of those things from that history that she's bringing into this, and maybe, you know, something she wished would have been done differently or better in that situation with her, maybe with a step-parent. And so there it's so many layers to it that, that she has to be able to be honest with her boyfriend about how something might be triggering her with his child and then um, what she would like to be able to do and what she doesn't think is, she is ready for, you know, those kinds of things. And this is where her being an individual therapy herself right. would be helpful because she very well may have some desires from her own childhood. If she had a step parent about what she wishes her stepmother right. would have done, but she could be wrong. Right. She could think to herself, Oh, if my stepmother had only come in and hugged me and made me feel like right. love, like one of her, like her daughter right. early on, that would have been better, but that wouldn't have been better. Right. So having, not being tracked by our own current version of our understanding of our history as a child is Ooh. really important yeah. um, so that we don't go around making even more mistakes. And if you're a girlfriend in this situation out there listening to us and, and you either can't quite figure out how to approach your boyfriend about these situations or his expectations or you feel like you've tried and didn't really get anywhere with it. Um, that's where having some premarital therapy would be a great idea. Right. Um, I think everybody should anyway, but especially if there are children from a former relationship on one or both sides, it's very important to do that. And somebody who's qualified to do it. Yes. Not just going in and nothing against um, churches in any way, but too often I've seen the situation where Parents or couples will say we had premarital counseling, but it was um, a lay person at a church or someone without real good background that relied too much on, or they relied too much on um, maybe the the biblical teachings or whatever, and didn't get enough into uh, the real relationship work that needs to be done. Platitudes aren't going to get you anywhere when you're trying to think about how to incorporate into a step family relationship. Right. And there, it is so complex that it's very important that you've got someone who's not thinking about it from um, a really emotional standpoint, but can raise the really uh, ugly, uncomfortable, awkward subjects to right. talk about. I know I've, I've done that in many premarital sessions where I can just tell when I ask the question, both of them were afraid to bring that up. Right. Yet they're just a few weeks away from getting married. And so it had to be said by somebody. Right. It's kind of like, you know, I do prenuptial agreements for people. Oh, that's right. 
And the rubber meets the road sometimes when you get down into the details of what's going to be ours or what's not going to be ours. And so I, I see that from the financial side as well. Well, people need to have that conversation. Oh, yes. Finances and children, those are those are two really touchy subjects. Right. Well, in, in first families, families that aren't step families, but the first families um, where the couples get together before they have kids. Typically finances tend to be the number one thing that they fight about. Right. And for step families it's the children. Yep. I believe that. Yep. So those are, those are the two big ones. Well, Linda, I want to encourage the stepmom. She seems to have her heart in really, or this girlfriend. I want to encourage this girlfriend. See, I'm doing it too. Uh-huh. <laughs> she really seems to have her heart in the right place. She right. wants the best for everybody. She just has to make sure that she puts herself somewhere near the front of that line right. about who needs to be healthy and right. well taken care of. Right. And for anyone who has more questions about step families, uh, the challenges the step families face, how to rise to meet those challenges check out our step family course at coparentacademy.com. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.